Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Afterburners podcast. I'm your host Sam Roney and with me virtually is Wes Spearman. Today we'll be discussing the car launches of the team so far in F1. Wes, how are you today? I'm very well, thanks Sam. How are you? I'm very well. And um, so, so Formula One is just around the corner, the month of March, the month of racing. Shall we discuss the team launches so far? So far, we have six teams in McLaren, Alfa Romeo, Alfa Tauri, Red Bull, Mercedes. And if I haven't forgotten, Wes? Alpine. That's it. A bit later on. A bit later on. So starting with McLaren, what is your take so far? Having seen the car, what's your opinion? Um. I haven't seen the car. I, I actually watched the car launch uh, live whenever it was, feel like ages ago now. Um, but first thoughts are that A, as a, I think it looks pretty good. Um, it is quite similar to last year, but I think from what we've seen so far from from all the teams, from the, the five that have launched so far, is that they're all playing it quite safe, quite similar to last year. I think maybe. Uh, next year, when we see uh, see the regulation change, then maybe they'll <laughs> they'll spice things up with the liveries a bit. Um, but yeah, I, I quite like it. Obviously, the pyre the pyre orange and blue. You can't go too far wrong with that from what we've seen from McLaren. Um, I think they've done a, a really good job. It does look a little bit bare uh, on the engine cover, sponsorship wise, but <laughs> that's because McLaren don't have don't have as many sponsors as other teams. I don't know. Um, yeah, the car it looks it looks. It looks. It just looks. I don't know. I I just really like it. <laughs> but then I I am I am a bit of a McLaren fan. But what 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 about you? Yeah, I I think it's great. Honestly, when I was watching it, when I was watching the launch for the first time, I was thinking, wow, this this is really something. I mean, it's similar from last year's one. And I don't know, as you know, that the the 2021 because it was stopped due to the pandemic, it's carried on to the next year into the new season. So. I, I think it's great. And um, Daniel Ricciardo as a, as Lando Norris's new teammate, I think is a great move for him. Um, personally, I think this season, if there's one thing that I'd want to see from the McLaren team is to try and push to finish in the podium places. Would you say that's a bit far or would you say that that's the right target? Um, I'd, I'd say it's, it's definitely a target that McLaren will be looking for. I mean, did Carlos Sainz get a podium? No, Lando, Lando Norris got a podium last year, didn't he? The first race yeah. at the, the Austrian Grand Prix. Um, yeah. Was, was a bit topsy-turvy in terms of the actual And pace. he also got the fastest lap. He did, yeah. And yeah, he, Lando Norris was just on, on fire in those, in those first two Grand Prix, wasn't he? Um, I think McLaren, they, they'll definitely be pushing for the podiums. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Daniel Ricciardo and and Lando Norris. I mean, first of all, what a, what a fun pair of drivers there. Both just completely bonkers and and mad. And I'm, I'm sure some of McLaren's engineers will be going out of the way to try and calm them down when it gets to the race. Just like, oh no, these two are <laughs> coming up with mischief again. Um, yeah. Um, one thing we haven't mentioned yet is that um, McLaren switched back to Mercedes engines for the first time since was it 2014, 2015. Yeah. 2014. Yeah, 2015 they switched to Honda engines, and then yeah, they had quite a quite a bad run of form then. 
But um, yeah, the last few years with with Renault engines, they've been been on the up, I suppose. And I think with Mercedes engine, Mercedes got the best power unit on the grid. Definitely, yeah. Too many people argue with that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think McLaren with the Mercedes engines, hopefully they can go back to probably about this time 10 years ago when the the, the Hamilton button partnership and then how successful that was winning yeah. races, regular podiums. Hopefully we can see some sort of return platform this year. And I, I would like to see um, Lando Norris particularly try and push for the podium because he's a great, he's a great driver. But I think um, from a British point of view, I would like to see him like to see everyone back, back him as well. And, if he gets like what one or two podiums this season, it could really look good for him and the team as well. Yeah, I mean, British driver, British car. Um, it's, it's just, I mean, I, I've been a McLaren fan for however many years. I was a Jensen Button fan, and then when he left, I thought, well, I might as well just support, support McLaren as, as, the, as the team. Um, yeah, Lando Norris is, I think, one of the younger drivers uh, on the grid. Um, yeah, I, I, I just really want him to put in a similar performance as he did in, in the first two races, the Austrian Grand Prix and the Styrian Grand Prix. If he can do that um, a few times over the year, get, as you say, one, two, maybe three podiums, then I think that's something that McLaren would, I think that's what McLaren are aiming for, um, just, just a podium, because they, they, have, they haven't had too many. Um, obviously, Norris at the start of last year, and then Carlos Sainz in Brazil, yeah, uh, in 2019, when he he got on the podium, essentially after the race, after after everyone had packed, gone home pretty much after <laughs> after the penalties had been applied. Um, I'd I'd love to see Ricardo on the podium as I got was it two podiums last year with with Renault. Yeah, um, I don't think I don't think Zach Brown will be getting a tattoo of Ricardo on the podium like uh, Cyril Abitable. Um, yeah, imagine if both got on the podium, that would just I mean, just speak- champagne at each other. Mm. Doing chewies. Sorry. No, no, no. Go on, go on. I mean, speaking speaking of Daniel Ricciardo, just to just to pick out like the big points about his his season last year. I mean, he finished fifth in the championship with Renault with more than a hundred points, hundred and nineteen to be precise. And his best race finish was th- was third at the Eiffel GP and also finishing third in the Amelia Romagnola. What do you say about that? He's he's just for me. He's one of the best drivers on the grid. He's he's an aggressive, um, but he's he's just good. And to push, I mean, Renault didn't have a great car last year, um, and he did get a little bit lucky with uh, I think it was the Emilia Romagna uh, podium where there were a few retirees. Um, but he, he's just a, a sensational driver. And I I can't wait to see him in 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 McLaren in a bright orange McLaren car <laughs> when it comes to was it at the end of the month in Bahrain under the light yeah and it's, it's just it's just going to be fantastic to watch and hopefully you can get a few more podiums this year yeah yeah so that's that's McLaren and hopefully they'll do do something this year um shall we move on to Alpha Tauri and yeah um, let's move on now Alpha Tauri as you know they have a new young driver in Japanese in Japanese man Yuki, if I get this right, Yuki <laughs> Sonoda. I don't think yeah, I'm not sure if you pronounced good. the T. Oh, I, I I reckon that's right. So um, he'll be making his debut this year in F1. So well, new driver, new team. If that was you, what would you be feeling? Um, I think the thing with uh, Sonoda is 
he's he's so i think he's the first driver from the 2000s to race in in formula one mm-hmm. and he, he's just flown up the rank from f4 f3 f2 and, and now in f1 um i think it's who i don't think alpha tauri will be pushing putting too much on him this year because he is so young and it is his first year in in formula one and he doesn't have much years old yeah He's very, very young, and I believe the first Japanese driver since Kamui Kobayashi. Yeah, that's in 2014. Yeah. Um, it, it will just be interesting to see how it goes. Obviously, Pierre Gasly had, for me, he was the driver of the season last year, no question about it. But yeah, I know Lewis Hamilton won the one in seventh world championship, but in terms of pushing the car to its to its absolute limits, Pierre Gasly was the number one for me. And I think if 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 Sonoda can uh, get the somewhat the level of of Gasly last year, then then he he do a fantastic job. Do you think? Would... Yeah, go on. Do you, sorry. Do you think Pierre Gasly as a driver, one of those quiet drivers, is not rather getting the recognition that he that is needed? Not in so much winning the race, but like being that midfield driver, racing, race out, just doing it to the best of his ability. Do you think he's not being appreciated in March, or what do you think? Um. I think after last year, um, I think quite the opposite. Actually, I think he is getting quite a lot of of praise, and um, it's it's good to see him stay on in in the Red Bull Junior program for one well, not Junior program, but the sort of Junior team for another at least another year, or maybe two. Because there is now, um, which we'll come on to later. But um, I think uh, I, I think Red Bull were slightly harsh demote him. I was it, a couple of years ago now, but he, he's just done so well. When it, ever since he's been at Alpha Tauri and, and before that Toro Rosso, um, I mean that that race win in, at, at Monza is just so ridiculous and so lucky. I've, I can't remember the, the it was like 150,000 to one to get that podium of of Gasly, uh, Sainz, and so that's another McLaren podium. <laughs> I can't Sainz on the podium in Monza. Um, but Pierre Gasly for me is he's a, a superb driver, and I think if if he has a season anywhere near as good as last year, then AlphaTauri will be pushing the likes of, of McLaren, of, of Racing Point, uh, to to reach that sort of that top of the midfield. Yep, finishing, and he finished 10th last season with 75 points. To finish in the top 10, I'd say it's a very good achievement. So, yeah. And um, now to Eastern Europe, to Poland, where we have the Alfa Romeo team. Um, I I wasn't sure what to make of the car. The car was all right seeing the launch but i'm not sure i don't know could you help me out in like your description of how you felt about it um yeah as you say the car launched in in poland which i thought was a bit odd given that it's they've got well they've got an italian driver in Giovinazzi, a finnish driver in kimi reich yeah and i think it's it's a swiss team with with an italian name (laughs) (laughs) but they launched it in poland they launched it in poland it doesn't make much sense to me um yeah, the Sauber team obviously branded as, as Alfa Romeo and again a very similar sort of design to last year, except what they've done is sort of they've inverted the colours slightly. So what was red last year is now white. So before you had uh, red on, on sort of the engine cover, that's now white. And, and for me, it looks the best on the grid so far. I mean, they've, as it's fairly similar, similar to last year, but it, I don't know. It just looks awesome. <laughs> I can't really put my finger on why. I don't know about you, but for me, it's the best out of the out of the five that have been launched so far. 
Yeah, I, I seem to like it as well. The, the, like describing the color shades as well, the red and the white is very like vibrant. And um, I mean, I'm going to say this a lot today, saying vibrant and authentic <laughs> for all the other teams. I mean, but there is one particular that um, that will come up late, later on when we discuss it. Um, so view, getting the rundown of the drivers in Antonio Giovinazzi and Kimi Raikkonen, starting with the Finn. Kimi Raikkonen, a veteran in his own right, um, finishing ni- sorry, finishing 16th in the championship with just four points. But really, we're talking about one of the most, one of the really le- well legendary drivers, would you say, of the past what 10 plus years? Yeah, in certainly Raikkonen? in the last, certainly since the new millennium. Yeah, he's one of the best drivers. Um, probably not all time. That probably goes the likes of Hamilton, Schumacher, yeah, um, Prost, Senna, Louder, etc. I stand corrected. Um, but yeah, I think I think he's <laughs> he's what forty one now. He's getting on a bit. Yeah. And we saw uh, Lewis Hamilton. I think he's mid thirties. He Hamilton's only signed a one year contract, whereas Kimmy's <laughs> Kimmy's still going in in his forties. Um, and and who knows how long he'll, he'll be on that grid. Mm. Um, he's he's such a good driver. And well, he's probably he's past his prime. Um, I think I, I will say that he's he's not as good as he was, say, uh, in his even Ferrari in, days. In his yeah, in in his Ferrari days, um, even the even his second stint at Ferrari, and he left in was it 2017, 18? He left 2018. Ferrari. Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. Um, I think for for a driver as as good as him and, and as experienced as him, is important for one of those not necessarily back market teams, but one of those four teams in a way um just to sort of have his knowledge and experience to improve the car and to get his feedback on something is just amazing and, and brilliant for for alfa romeo salba um sort of improve their car and hopefully we'll see some improvement from them this year and maybe even next year going into into the new regulations do you think Al- alfa romeo can like push through push through the grid maybe uh, in that and challenge that midfield position of the likes of McLaren and teams like those? Um, I think I, I don't think they're as strong as McLaren um, <clears throat> excuse me, or, as, or as Aston Martin um, they might be able to challenge the likes of, of Alpine and, and uh, Alpha Tauri but I don't think they're one of those sort of top top midfield teams like McLaren uh, or, or Aston Martin who were, who were just so good last year I mean I, I don't like seeing this but I think Alfa Romeo are perhaps the second weakest uh, team on the grid, the, with, uh, with the weakest being Williams. Um, but yeah, if if they can push the likes of, of Aston Martin and, and McLaren to get into those sort of top seven, top eight positions, then I think they'll be doing all right. I don't think we'll be seeing podiums from them anytime soon. <laughs> no, they'll get agreed, on the podium. Yeah. But if, if they can finish a spot or two up um, in, in the constructors last year, then I think they'd, they'd be doing a good job. Um Speaking on uh, Antonio Giovinazzi, he's 24 years old. Um, he's been he's been in F1 for a couple of years. Made his debut in Australia 2017, but um, he's been kind of like I don't know hiding a bit in Formula One. When I, when, mm. when I mean by hiding, he's like there's no real talk about him, you know. So I mean, I would like to see him, you know, try and make a try and stamp his authority for his team maybe getting a few good good performances what do you th- what do you think 
Yeah, as you say, I think he's one of those drivers that, that no one really talks about that much. He's sort of like the forgotten driver of, of the grid. Everyone's focusing on, on Kimi Raikkonen in, in Alfa Romeo. Um, I think Giovinazzi was a bit disappointed not to go for to Ferrari, but not quite a lot of science going to Ferrari. Science <laughs> is a way better driver than, than Giovinazzi, in my opinion. Um, three points finishes last year. Um, a ninth and two tenths. So what's that? Four points, if my maths is correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, four points. Uh, which is funny enough. The same as Kimi Raikkonen Reichen, got two ninth places. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this season, hopefully, we can see him take some challenge to to Raikkonen, maybe out qualify him uh, a bit more, get a few more, couple more points finishes, and and just try and make make a name for himself because no one is really talking about Giovinazzi from what I've seen in on social media and in websites online wherever all, all the hype at Alfa Romeo is, is about Kimi Reichen there's nothing for Giovinazzi it's, it's like that have you seen that press uh, the press conference meme where there's a guy on the left with just one mic one mic in front of him and then the women on the right with like 20 microphones it's, it's like that yeah and Giovin and Giovinazzi is the one mic yeah yeah <laughs> no one's talking no one wants to hear about him everywhere all the attention is on Kimi Reichen yeah Totally agree with you. And um, so moving on to the fourth team, which personally, watching this launch, I thought, yeah, this is it. I really, right, Red Bull Racing. Now, watching the launch, it was, I mean, when I watched the launch, I I think I just, I, I was like, I was blown away by it. It was like the whole, the whole livery, like the matte blue material with the, with the Red Bull logo and everything. It just felt so real, so like alive and it was quite serious as well. Um, and the drivers, the lineup is just amazing. Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez. Let me get your views on it. Um, I didn't actually watch the launch, but I was obviously I've seen the car. Um, and I think the, I, f- I think people are disappointed in delivery. But what more do people want? It's Red Bull. It's, it's their own. It's their own solid branding and their own livery. So it's it's not going to change much. Why would they change it? It shows their brand off perfectly on on a Formula One car. Certainly, or, or, they're certainly quiet, as in like they've been. They're less busy. You know, they haven't really been yeah. advertising it much working behind the scenes yeah i think all, all the livery designer had to do was swap the aston martin tech out for honda <laughs> but having said that i think the livery does it still looks good of course it does. it's a red bull livery um i was sort of hoping for maybe one of their sort of special testing liveries like we saw a few years ago with the dark blue and the dark blue light blue mix and some white in there but excuse me obviously not that they're, they're just going straight into the the standard race livery which again it hasn't changed much from last year but why would they change it <laughs> that's the point it's 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 become more of an iconic delivery it's, it's just here to stay and, and yeah no changes really need to be made to it mm-hmm. and i'm really looking forward to red bull this season as you say verstappen and perez what a driver combination that is I mean, verstappen amazing is, i know <laughs> I... verstappen yeah go on sam Sorry, yeah, I I was just looking at it and just thinking we could really be in for something watching this season because Verstappen has quite a res yeah quite a resume. He's got ten he's got ten wins. Remembering his first one was in uh, 2016 Spanish GP. He was just I'm 17 baby. 17 at the time. He he has he he has the material to be successful like really successful in F1. 
and Perez as well. Um, he's one of those consistent drivers and his performances year after year has earned him a big move. And look at that, you're racing for Red Bull now. Yeah, I think that the sort of experience of Perez, it will be interesting to see how that combines with sort of the youthfulness and aggression of Verstappen. Because similar to Ricardo, Verstappen's quite an aggressive driver. Um, and for me, he's, he's one of the best drivers on the grid and certainly a future world champion in my eyes. Um, I think it's perhaps one of the strongest driver pairings on the grid because Perez has been around for over 10 years now. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but started off with Alba, then um, had, a, had a year at McLaren, which didn't go too, uh, too well, and then forced India Racing Point, and now Red Bull. And I think the last year or two, Perez has just shown that he is still a top, top quality driver and, and has been deserving of, of that, that sort of top three team for, for quite a while. And, and, and he's got that this year. And hopefully he can, <clears throat> he can challenge Verstappen uh, to podiums, maybe even a win or two. That would be great to see uh, for Perez. Um, what I am sort of worried about is that the red, the, the second Red Bull seat over the last few years with, with Albon and, and with Gasly, it hasn't, they haven't been that successful in the Red Bull. They've been successful for Toro Rosso and, and Alpha Tauri. Yeah. But what, when, it, when they've jumped up to the big team, the main team, Red Bull, they haven't performed. And I just hope that the, the mechanics and the engineers, they don't set the car up too much for Verstappen so that Perez is just left with no input whatsoever. Yeah. Whether that's happened with with Gasly and with Albon, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens with Perez. But if, if Perez can perform in the car, then <laughs> it doesn't look too good for Gasly or Albon on their skills in a Red Bull. Yeah. Hopefully we'll, hopefully we'll see Perez with Zappen. But I, I think they'll win some races. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly Verstappen, I think, will win a, win a race. So hopefully Perez can do the same. Yeah. Um, and it would just be, be great to see them challenge Mercedes a little bit more than they did last year. Yeah. I agree with you on that. And um, the Alpine launch will happen in a few minutes, so I guess we can still be talking. But um, if I had if I had to ask you, well, I would have asked, I probably would have saved this question for the end of the pod. But if I had to ask you to pick one team to go for this season and till till the end, and one driver, who who would it be? Who am I rooting for? Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> it's like it's. In a way, it's hard to pick, but in a way, it's not. Um, the team for me would be McLaren. I've supported them for God knows how many years. And it's a, it's a case of Ricardo or Norris. They're both brilliant drivers, brilliant people. Um, I think I'd, I'd, I'd just be happy with if McLaren do well. Um, I'd probably be slightly more happy if Norris does well over Ricardo. But mm-hmm. I think if, if either of those do well, I'll just be chuffed, to be honest. Youth, youth versus experience. I think it is, yeah. I think for me, um, Red Bull, I, 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 I'd I, like to think that Red Bull can really stamp their authority this year, especially with the car that they have. Verstappen um, for a number of years, he knows the trade, he knows the sport, and he has delivered in a number of races over the last few years. So I, I really think that he, he's an exciting, exciting driver. He, he has the potential to be successful and win a few championships. So I think I will be personally going for him this, this season and I'd like to see him do well. And Sergio Perez. Moving on to Mercedes. Yeah, the championship leaders. Well, not, not leaders, but current holders of the championship. Yeah. They're not leading the championship yet. The season hasn't even started yet. <laughs> Um, but yeah, obviously launched their car uh, this morning at, at time of recording. And 
I have to say, on first thoughts, I thought, whoa, that looks absolutely awesome. Then I looked at the, the rear of the car and thought, mm. for, for me, I don't know about you, but for me, the, the sort of silver fin at the back with all the AMG stuff, yeah. it, for me, it just looks a bit out of place. I can't really put my finger on why. I think it would be better if it was, um, if that silver was black and then you had, the, obviously, the contrast of the red intake yeah. the Ineos logo. Um, I think that would have worked better, but I, I'm not a designer <laughs> in any <laughs> shape or form. Um, it, it reminds me a bit of the the Jaguar car, Formula E, sort of that, that light neon blue yeah. on the black with a bit of white in there. And it, it just looks pretty good. For me, it's it's up there with Alfa Romeo for, for top livery of the season so far. And I, I, I do like the fact that they've, they've kept uh, the, the black paint scheme for, um, for, for the Black Lives Matter uh, movement. But I think it just looks... Um, I didn't see that on the car. Maybe it was just me looking. I didn't see that bit. I don't think they've got like Black Lives Matter on it, but obviously with Hamilton's involvement in uh, promoting Black Lives Matter and, and social equality and racial equality, mm. to to keep that black, that was what that, that, that was why they started <laughs> this black livery, and I think to keep it, um, also main, maintains that statement that, that Black yeah. Lives Matter. I think also purely from a livery perspective, it just looks good. I can't remember when the the last black car might be Minardi. Uh, quite a while ago in now. 2001 um, or 2002 yeah some, yeah early 2000s um but going back further than that you have the the john player special lotus black and gold oh yes um it, it just looks good with the contrast of the blue and the red not so much the silver for me but i, I just really like the look of it and it <laughs> and why well, i say hopefully they can build on from last year but i would like to be a bit more competitive at the top of the championship do you think they can be stops this year, as in like in the form of other teams such as well only Red Bull, like a real push? Um, in all honesty, no, <laughs> I don't think they can. I think ever since the the hybrid era in twenty fourteen, they have just been absolutely unstoppable. No team's got close really. Maybe Vettel in in twenty seventeen or eighteen, but Ferrari have just been so poor last year, and I don't think they're going to be too much better this year. That no one can really properly challenge them for for race uh, for race wins for the championship. Um, I think the the real championship is sort of like after the top two, Mercedes, Red Bull. If Ferrari do better, then maybe they'll be third, fourth. But for me, the real championship is that battle for third and fourth place. We saw McLaren and I think it was Racing Point last year. Yeah, have have third place decided at the last race in Abu Dhabi. Um, um, but for me, Mercedes are just—they're just way too good um, for for anyone to compete with them regularly. When I mean, you might get a Red Bull win here and there, uh, maybe a Ferrari win if if they if they have a better power unit uh, than last year. But I think Mercedes are—they're they're just way too good, <laughs> way too good at the moment. And fingers crossed that the regulations coming next year in, in 2022 that it, it can bring uh, more of a level playing field to the sport. About the level playing field, what do you, what do you, what do you, what's your, what's your view on it? As in, like the Mercedes have been dominant over the, the number of years. There seems to be a sense of unfairness or one-sided advantage for the Mercedes, and the other teams are not getting a fairer shot. What, what, what do you, what's your, what's your view on that? Uh, I think that Mercedes obviously have a lot of money, which is why they're able to develop the cars that they have since the hybrid era. I think they they weren't too, they were more of a midfield team before 2014. So they they just looked at the regulations and thought, right, how can we make this car the best we've ever made it? 
And they've done that and hats off to them for creating cars that have just been above and beyond anything else that we've seen in the sport ever, really. <laughs> They're the most dominant team, I think, ever in, in motorsport, certainly in Formula One, the last what, seven drivers and constructors world champion uh, championship. They're just unbeatable. And I think if, if there has been talk about um, for this year to help sort of to, to bring in more of a level playing field. But I mean, Ferrari have, they have more money than anyone else in Formula One and they were dreadful last year. <laughs> dreadful compared to Ferraris of Ferrari seasons. Of, I think it, it, it would be nice to see perhaps some of the more top-end midfield teams if they can uh, challenge the likes of Mercedes, Red Bull, Ferrari. If they can challenge them a Excuse lot more, me. then I think if they can challenge those those high-end teams those top three teams a bit more then it can only be good for for viewers fans like ourselves uh, to watch i also think if rather well, a bit of a buzzer but i think if if williams especially if they can get back up to where they used to be even even say five years ago when they had uh, bottas and, and felipe massa they were challenging the podiums now and then the team has just gone so so far downhill that <laughs> no one really looks at them anymore people just been like oh yeah i feel a bit sorry for williams but if I, I just want Williams to do well, I do have a soft spot for Williams. A, because they're a British team. B, they've got George Russell, who was a phenomenal, phenomenal driver. And sort of C, they're, they're also based not too far me in Oxfordshire. Um, so they're, they're a local team to me. And there, there are a few teams based with me based in Oxfordshire. There are loads of teams around me. Um, yeah, it's, I just want Williams. <laughs> I just want Williams to do well. I don't want to I, see him last. Yeah, for, for those wanting to like um, see the Williams launch, launch, I think it's the 4th of March. So like in just the next two days, really yeah when 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 this episode is actually released i think yeah day, is it um i can't remember what time but <laughs> oh i think has as well yeah are they thursday as well on the fourth i can't remember i can't remember on that on that i think on that but all, all i've just been focusing on is like right mercedes alpine today and the four others beforehand yeah speaking of alpine their car launch would have that's live on youtube um pop up on my other screen here and to it, it doesn't look live at the moment actually advert <laughs> yeah. well, I'll bring you the out yeah I, I, I can hear it oh, i was lee mckenzie doing it anyway speaking about alpine obviously rebranding from renault yeah um and a change of drivers this year uh, obviously kept esteban ocon but Fernando alonso returned to the sport after was it two three year break yeah what what are your thoughts on on him on him coming back into f1 well Fernando Alonso, I mean, is a big name. And um, I think, I'm not sure, I, I heard word that he wouldn't be at the launch. I think he's still recovering from his jaw accident. I think is well, I, I don't know. Uh, I would have loved to see him, like, push for, well, I'm not going to say push for a championship because I don't know if that's really, well, you know, past, if he's past it yet. But what I'm saying is that Alonso is, would be there, like, for the experience as well and, like, just a, an all-round driver he's got a, an amazing record it speaks for itself doesn't it so I mean to have him back in F1 is absolutely great but yeah I, I don't know really what to say just really excited to have him back yeah I, I'm quite looking forward to him racing again because I think I think when he left F1 in 2017 or 2018 I can't remember off the top of my head but I think I think people just had a feeling of he'll return at some point this is not ask goodbye to F1 I think I certainly had a feeling that he would come back. Uh, well, I, don't, I didn't know what, what team that would be then. But um, back with Alpine, um, essentially Renault, the team, he won his two world championships back in so 05 and 06. Yep, back-to-back. Right. Back. Um, yeah, back-to-back back titles. Um, he, I'm fairly certain he won't be doing, won't be doing anything like that this, uh, this year no. with Alpine. But um, I think he's, he's sort of going to take on that, that Kimi Raikkonen sort of role at Alfa Romeo. He's just... 
got so much experience and is and is such a top quality driver that he can have some hand in sort of not necessarily rebuilding the team but sort of helping them to uh, to just to make their car better overall similar with as i said similar with Kimi Räikkönen and Alfa Romeo just using that experience, using his knowledge to improve the cars, those sort of marginal gains that the F1 has, dip away at those fractions of a second to make them quicker and quicker and quicker. Um, and Esteban Ocon, again, another fairly quiet driver, you would say, one yeah. that doesn't get talked about too much. But I think he's he's not one of the best on the grid, but he's still a decent driver for me anyway. Um, I think he's had a, a he had a decent season last year. I was got that podium in Sakir. Sakir, yeah, or finishing, was it, or was it finishing second. Yeah. Yep, he finished second. In the GP, yeah. Yeah, and I think if he can, again, continue from where he left last year, then I think Alpine will definitely be pushing for, maybe not podiums, but certainly challenging the likes of McLaren, uh, Aston Martin, and certainly Alfa Tauri and Alfa Romeo for those sort of top five, top six positions, maybe. Um, certainly with the experience in, of, of Alonso and, and Ocon being a, a good driver, a, good, a solid good driver, consistent driver, I think, then I think... Alpine will be a, a, a solid midfield team. I just hope for their sake that they can they can pick it up a little bit from last year. If if Alonso or Ocon can get, probably Ricardo got two podiums Renault last year. Are we going to see something like that happen with Alpine this season? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. So as I said, so I said um, Haas were launching their livery on the fourth of March, which is correct. Williams are launching a day later on the fifth, and then Ferrari launch a few days later rather the last team on the 10th of march we've still got three launches to go oh and i forgot tomorrow is aston martin cool. there, was, there was a bit there was a bit of sort of confusion about that wasn't there, there i thought it was being launched today at 12 and then no it's being launched tomorrow at, is it three yeah getting yeah getting mixed mixed ones one thinking it's launched today launched tomorrow but officially from aston martin they will be launching on wednesday the third of March at three o'clock, I think. Yeah, three o'clock. Obviously, obviously when this podcast comes out, then we'll know what that looks like. We'll talk about it next week. Yeah. Um, But I think Aston Martin could have the potential to be the best livery on the grid. I think obviously it will be completely different to what we've seen before. uh, Green. With their pink liveries, it will be green. Maybe a bit of, um, from what we've seen of the sort of merchandise, you know, and sort of the team kit. Um, Yeah. It's been sort of that British racing green with a bit of sort of neon yellow in there. Um, I think if if they produce a car that has those colours, then I think that will be very, very tough to beat. And it will also bring some variety to the grid because a lot of these cars have blue on them. Blue seems to be quite a... I was going to speak speak (laughs) on that just now, just just mentioning the the grid as well. As you're looking at the cars and the car colours, there's not much variety, is there? Yeah, no, I mean... The last few seasons, there's been quite a bit of variety. With obviously Racing Point having their their bright pink car, McLaren switching to papaya orange, um, Alpha Tauri was the sort of white and, and navy blue, bit of grey. Williams again, white and blue. Mercedes has got blue. Red Bull's got blue. I think the only team that doesn't have blue on it is Ferrari, yeah, <laughs> which is red. Um, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong. Are, are you watching the Alpine yep. stream on YouTube? I, I'm yeah. seeing it now. Is that the car? I think. Wow. <laughs> I mean, could, that could very well be the car. It's yeah, so, I quite like it <laughs> again. But the thing again, there's a lot of blue on it. The, the top half of the car is pretty much blue. Yeah, and then and then on the on the rear on the rear side, just behind the intake, you've got the hint of red and white, and then 
the and then the Alpine spoiler at the back. So it's again, like you said, with the grid, we're going to be seeing a lot of blue. Mm. But overall, it looks uh, quite good. Overall, I have to say it does look quite good. Um, it's probably not up there with the best liveries for me. Um, I was expecting a little bit more black on it. To be honest. Yeah, I was expecting maybe maybe a black nose or something. But on sort of blue on top of the nose, blue around the driver, and as you say, blue on on the intake and the engine cover with with the red and white stripes on on the fin uh, of the engine cover almost. And um, <laughs> you got a French flag on there as well with the red, yeah. white, and blue on the engine cover. Um, it looks. Oh, it, it reminds me of it. Reminds me a bit of of the Williams Rocket livery that I don't think they race with red what the quite bold red white and blue it reminds me of that a little bit but i think alpine it's the blue almost looks quite metallic as well yeah sort of a mixture of, of dark and light blue depending on which way you look at it and it's, it's obviously very different from from the yellow with renault it's essentially it's, it's a complete rebrand of a team um yeah I, I do really like it but the worrying thing for me is how much blue is there going to be on, on that Mexico grid, grid? Yes. yeah so so much blue from from alpha tari to the red bull i mean not there's not going to be much variety um we didn't really talk much about AlphaTauri's livery. Sorry, but it's we have to be talked much about AlphaTauri's livery. Not much, no. We talk more about the drivers, but uh, I think AlphaTauri they've sort of done a similar thing to Alfa Romeo. They're just sort of inverted the colours. Yeah. So where the white was last year, that's now replaced by navy blue. It's sort of blue on the top and then white on on the bottom half of the car, and it does look quite. It does, it look, the only thing for me, it looks quite basic. It doesn't look as complicated as the Mercedes or the McLaren or the Red Bull. Oh. It just looks very simple, two toned, um, white and white and the navy which which as a color combo does work really well but again it's just it's going to be so much blue on the, on the grid yeah um as as f1 fans we picking up which team is which but for a, a casual fan and looking on on the graphics as well you know they have that sort of stripe of, of the main color of the car yeah it's going to be tricky to to determine oh is that is that Alpha Tower? is that is that williams is that is that alpine is that red bull it's, it's, yeah <laughs> It's just going to be confusing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, I agree with everything that you've said. Um, and looking at the cars, six six launches so far done, including Al- including Alpine. I've liked them so far. Some there's been some good ones and been some okay ones. I won't say bad because it just <laughs> it would wouldn't be nice. I've say there, there's been some okay ones, but um, look, it's all about what happens on the track and um just brief just briefly before we finish up remember it's starting in bahrain and not australia so and pre-season testing is also next week as well there's a lot to come this month of march and in months ahead with the races yeah march is sort of traditionally the start of of the f1 season um testing i think that's what from the 10th the 14th or the 12th to the 14th 12th to the 14th of march so that'll be next so so a a week and a half until testing will also be covering that um with a a preview and 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 sort of a a a report i suppose of the barring grand prix at at the end of the month yeah um but so out out of the liveries that that have been launched so far what how would you rank them what what's what's your one to six or or six to one go go from worst to worst to best right okay so just to (laughs) so just to run it so just to run it so just to run it down we have mclaren alphatari alpha Romeo, Red Bull. Have I have I missed one? No, there's still. Have you said Alfa Romeo, Mercedes, and Alpine? Yeah. So I think I won't give any reasons, but just my six down to one. I think at number six would be Alfa Romeo. Then number. Um. I just thought I would. I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it with them. But it's a it's a nice car. Then at number five would be Alfa Tauri with the blue. Number four. Well, you might it might come as a surprise. I don't know. But I would actually put. Well, you know, I've almost forgotten now. 
I've almost forgotten. Oh, Mercedes, uh, McLaren, Alpine. Right, I think yeah, I think Alpine. Alpine. If not for the, if not for the blue, I would have preferred black. But if not for the blue, it would have snuck into the top three. I think it's gonna have to settle for fourth. Now for the top three, I don't know. I don't know what you might think, but I'm put, I'm actually putting Mercedes in third place. In third place, just because um, although the car is good, the black you've you've, you've got the intake and the red in your brand on top. I thought the wing or the shape, the the fin, sorry, the fin with the white, although it was good, maybe I don't know. Does it sit well with it? Um, for like me, I you think said? yeah. For me, I think that silver would have worked if the rest of the car was silver i don't think it works too well with the black that's just my view mm. and then and then number two would be M- mclaren with the orange i i i thought when i when i saw it at the watching the launch online i thought yeah they've done a pretty good job and um they seem to know their stuff so um they they round it off for me in second place so and then at number one which i thought was probably well my favorite of so far was red bull they've just kept it nice and simple although you could say yes it's the same as last season they've kept it simple they've only taken off the astrid martin brand and replaced it with honda and it still looks still looks good with the blue. Do you want to take yours yeah, before we I round agree. it off? Yeah, um, I think sixth place for me is probably Alpha Tauri. Um, it's it's the one out of the six that I've looked at and gone, yeah. I'm not too sure about that. Um, I think it still looks quite good. I think it looks better from the side than than front on or or top down. Um, I think in fifth. It would probably, I don't know. Fifth is tough. Um, I think fifth might have to go, and I don't like to say this, but McLaren, um, it's it's still a good livery. I think the gap between fifth and sixth is is quite large compared to the other gaps in in my rankings. Um, I think McLaren, maybe with the Mercedes engines, I just feel like they they could have done something a little bit different, maybe a bit of silver silver and red maybe back to the the old mclaren mercedes days but obviously completely different sponsors from from now and and, and then um i think fourth would probably be alpine um again a, a lot of blue well, not a lot of blue but the top half of the car is blue you got the you got the red and the white which works in the black sort of bottom half of the car um it looks quite good but i just i, I was expecting something a little bit different from Alpine. and i don't know why but it just doesn't stand out to me um as, as a livery uh, third place probably red bull um again kept it simple same as last year it's just an iconic livery and, and there's not much you can really change about a red bull livery, to be honest it, it, it just is what it is and it's still such a good livery that nothing needs to be changed they don't need to mix up the color scheme mix up the paint scheme it just looks good and with this with Stappen and Perry, it'll, it'll look even better on <laughs> hopefully on the top step of the podium um second place probably mercedes um again first first thought of that was that looks awesome it looks better than last year but then i saw the the silver fin and thought no, that doesn't really work for me personally um it would work if it was a silver car but not with the majority of the car being black and number one uh sort of mentioned this earlier but alfa romeo um for me it just looks it just looks good it looks sleek um i like i love the white and the red on there i love how they've sort of inverted it from last year and hopefully they'll get a bit more bit more camera time <laughs> as opposed to sort of the usual usual suspect of mercedes ferrari red bull mclaren etc hmm. hopefully we can see see them a bit more on on tv made alfa romeo number one wow thank thank you Ed. um yes and i believe to be wrapping up the show um tune in next so this episode will be coming out on Thursday, Thursday afternoon. So watch out for that. So and for next week, I believe we'll be taking a rundown on on the remaining liveries, 
with Haas, Williams, Ferrari, Ferrari. and the last one. Which is tomorrow? Aston Martin. Aston Martin. So, I am your host, Samuel Oni, and from Wes, my co-host, this, you have been watching the Afterburners podcast. Thank you, and goodbye.